Hey guys, um, <laughs> welcome back or welcome to Taxatrina if you're new here. Oh my gosh, okay, you guys probably thought like I abandoned y'all. No, I didn't abandon you guys. I've actually been meaning to like try to get this episode out last month, and then last month I was like, okay, I'm gonna get this episode out by May. And it just it just didn't happen because I've just been really busy. Um, you know, I okay, since the last time okay, the last time we spoke, last time I had an episode out, um I was pregnant at the time and I was telling you guys, you know, updating you guys about my pregnancy and stuff like that. Um but since then, let's see, it's been almost my last episode was like March in the beginning of March okay so it's almost June so that's crazy it's almost been three months since my last episode so since then yes I've had my baby girl and that's actually what I'm going to be talking about this whole episode it might be kind of long kind of long I'm not like too sure exactly how long this episode is going to be but basically I just wanted to fill you guys in like my whole birthing experience and then like what I've felt and dealt with postpartum and just like you know everything because yeah it was a lot it was a really it was a, it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot but yeah so that's what I'm gonna talk about um I don't know if you noticed the difference in my mic quality or not but currently i'm not using my big because usually i have i have a yeti microphone that i use for my podcast and stuff but um right now i'm just using a little small microphone that i plug into my phone and then i just clipped it onto my shirt because right now i'm in my car and i'm like parked at this park and i'm just talking (laughs) um because i didn't want to record in my house because there's too much background noise right now so yeah hopefully the quality isn't that bad (laughs) but anyways (laughs) enough chitter chatter because it's already almost three minutes um so i'm just gonna start off with like what i experienced before i went into labor and how my birth experience went and then how like everything like postpartum basically up until this point okay so i was due april 6th that's when i was due that was my due date um and i didn't have her until april 9th so like my last checkup appointment i was 39 weeks and she wanted to know if I want to get induced and stuff so I was like yeah you know I'll just make an appointment for an induction because at that point I was just ready for her to come out like I didn't I didn't want to be pregnant anymore basically um so yeah she set up an induction for me and the induction was April 10th and that was because my appointment was on a Thursday so my induction was that following Monday so I had that set up and then she did a membrane sweep on me and if you don't know what that is um it's basically where your ob or the ob sticks you know their fingers up your kuka and 
they go in your cervix and like just kind of dig around in there <laughs> for like a few seconds or whatever because it's supposed to like strip your membrane cells or whatever like separate the mucous membrane so that way it can it's supposed to kickstart labor basically but the week before that appointment i already got a membrane sweep done and that didn't work so she did so that membrane sweep for the 39 week appointment that was my second membrane sweep so then the next day um that's when my contraction started and i don't know if they started like just because you know it was just naturally time for me to give birth or if the membrane sweep like started my labor but yeah i started getting contractions um i'd say it was like the afternoon okay so we're talking this is a friday so the timeline so when my contraction started it was a friday okay so yeah my contraction started and at that point they were they weren't that bad it was like on a pain scale it was probably like a one it was just more uncomfortable than painful they weren't painful at all um and they lasted i'd say almost a minute between 30 and 30 seconds and a minute and then between contractions it was like 8 to 15 8 to 15 um and sometimes even like 20 minutes so they weren't close enough for me to like go to the hospital and get checked out so i had to just chill but i did message my doctor you know i told her i started getting contractions and she actually wanted to see me just to see if um i dilated at all so i went to the doctor and she checked me and i was only two centimeters dilated i believe or was it just one still fuck honestly i don't remember it's been almost it's like been two months almost since then um i was either one centimeter dilated or two centimeters dilated but anyways i wasn't dilated enough to like get admitted to the hospital so she sent me home and then you know she told me she asked me if i wanted to come back later to see if i dilated anymore and i was like sure so basically i got sent home and then i basically you know just tried everything i could to like get my labor like you know more fast moving i guess i took a bath i bounced on my ball or whatever I took a nap too because I didn't know if I was going to go into labor or not so I wanted to have like some energy I guess but then anyways later that night I went back to get checked again and nope I was still like the same centimeter dilated which like like I said I don't really remember it was either a one or two it wasn't that much so that night Friday night when I was trying to sleep oh my gosh like the contractions the contractions kept me up like all night not all night i guess but it was really hard to sleep because i would get woken up by my contractions and like if you've been pregnant before and been through that situation then you know what i mean like it was just really uncomfortable and at that point they were actually starting to get painful more painful um 
so yeah it was just really uncomfortable for me to sleep i couldn't sleep and then when the contractions hit it was like ooh, damn <laughs> so the next day um i think i went and got checked out again like that night honestly i don't remember like i said it's been almost two months <laughs> And I still kind of got pregnancy brain, so it's like everything is just like always slipping away from my mind. Um, but I got checked out, and I think I was dilated to a three, because at that point my contractions were like getting more regular, um, and they were getting more painful. So then, that night it was the night of Jorge Masvidal. Well, it wasn't the main... He wasn't the main fight. But he was fighting, um... Bruins. If you watch UFC, you know. Um, but yeah, it was that night. So, I was watching UFC. I was watching the fights. And then... After the fights were over, which was around midnight... You know, I was just chilling on my couch for a little bit. And my mom was staying with me. Because she wanted to stay with me. In case I went into labor. And then... So, like, she wouldn't... I wouldn't have to call her... And, like, she could just, you know, come with me. Um, but anyways, this was around 1 in, one in the morning, okay? So, I was laying on the couch, and I was just chilling out on my phone. And then, all of a sudden, I felt, like, this pop. And I heard it, too. I felt like, it felt like someone popped a balloon in me. And it was, like, it had a lot of force to it. I ain't gonna, like, lie. Like, I felt it in me like it wasn't just no little pop and that was it it was like kind of like forceful but it didn't hurt it was just kind of uncomfortable and it kind of like scared me a little bit or worried me a little bit because like I didn't know if that was normal because I never had that happen to me before where I felt like a popping sensation in my stomach but I didn't really think anything of it I was just like kind of worried like is my baby okay you know but at that time it didn't register that oh maybe my water broke <laughs> so i was just laying down there or laying on the couch for like five more minutes before i got up so when i got up <clears throat> i went to the bathroom and like i didn't even make it to the bathroom before i felt like liquid like flowing down my legs like it wasn't flowing flowing but like it was like dripping and then pretty soon as I walked more like it started like coming like I was peeing so I was like oh shit my water broke <laughs> that had to be my water breaking that popping noise so I called or I told my mom I was like my water broke and she's like oh you better call your doctor so I called her at like one in the morning I told her I think my water broke so she had me go to the hospital to get checked and I was still only three centimeters dilated but um she asked me she was like was the liquid like clear or like did it look like pee and I was like nah it was clear it didn't have a smell to it either so she's like okay good um but even though she didn't want me she didn't want originally she didn't want to admit me to the hospital till I was four centimeters but the hospital that I gave birth at and that I had to give birth at it's like a 30 minute drive from where I live <clears throat> it's like three towns away from where I live so since my water broke and since it's kind of a drive she just wanted me to go to that hospital right away 
so like before I went to the hospital to get checked I already had like everything packed to my car like my hospital bag baby's diaper bag my car seat like everything so basically from that point from the hospital to the other hospital all we had to do was just get in the car and drive there I didn't have to make any other necessary unnecessary stops but oh my god the fucking drive to that hospital it just felt so long because my contractions were so strong at that point like up until then I was like so certain on I was so set on like having an unmedicated birth um I didn't want epidural I didn't want nothing but after feeling those contractions and mind you I was only like three centimeters dilated um so that wasn't shit um I was like fuck no I'm getting epidural right when I get to hospital like I, like I just gave up on my fucking plans like no I was not about to deal with that pain Mm-mm. <laughs> but yeah so once I got to the hospital you know they checked me in I got in my room and then my parents met me there and my dad <clears throat> and my mom and then my baby daddy rode with me or he drove me but yeah so in the hospital I got checked in got my room got changed into a row or a hospital gown or whatever and then i'm trying to remember exactly like what all happened um basically you know they put the iv in they were asking me these questions whatever basically just checking me in <clears throat> then i took a nap for a little or no i couldn't take a nap i could not take a fucking nap hell no my contractions are too strong but she did give me um she put some type of medicine in my IV bag. I don't I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a pain reliever. It was supposed to be a pain reliever. Um, hold on, someone takes it. Okay, anyways, um so she gave me this medicine. It was some type of I don't remember what it was called. But basically it made me feel drunk. It made me feel drunk as fuck. Like I couldn't barely keep my eyes open type shit. Like I, it was like because when I kept my eyes open it just felt like the room was spinning so I just took a nap after that it it worked a little bit but I still felt the contractions pretty good but somehow I think I was able to take a nap because I woke up it was around five and you know they're asking they checked for like dilation and at that point I think I was I was five centimeters dilated and then they asked if I wanted to have an epidural if I wanted to wait I was like nah I'm not waiting no more <laughs> like I wanted the epidural when I got there but I don't think it was I think it was too early for me to get it I don't know but see I got the epidural and honestly it wasn't that bad I was just scared of shit to move because I didn't want to get paralyzed so when they told me not to move <laughs> like I did not move but I was scared I was gonna accidentally move like when they put the needle in and then I would like jump from reflex or whatever but luckily I didn't move and I'm not paralyzed and everything went good well no it didn't I'm gonna get into that though (laughs) but everything went good regarding that I didn't get paralyzed (laughs) okay so yeah I got the epidural and the only thing that hurt like for me was when they numbed it because first I guess they numb you with a shot like I didn't I I wasn't able to see it obviously because you know you can't look at your back but 
they numb the area and that's what hurt because it like stung it was like a bee sting <laughs> but like him putting the epidural in like it didn't hurt like yeah nah it wasn't that bad <clears throat> but oh my god the relief I felt after I got the epidural in it was it, it was so it felt so good <laughs> so after the epidural you know kicked in and I didn't feel shit um I took a nap and then I woke up around I kept you know waking up here and there but I woke up around nine I think and I fucking threw up because I was nauseous like for a few hours before that and I was just trying not to throw up that whole time but I couldn't hold it anymore <laughs> and I threw up and I guess you know that's normal um when you're in labor you throw up some women don't but I think most women do <laughs> so just remember that if you're thinking about having a baby you're probably gonna throw up and you're probably gonna be nauseous but yeah and I fell back asleep and then they came and checked me for dilation again around 12 p.m. and at that point I was 10 centimeters dilated and was feeling good I didn't have the epidural was still you know still going and I didn't feel the contractions then um and yeah so at that point I started they wanted me to start pushing so they got everything ready and I started pushing <clears throat> like at 12 um or around 12 and I'm gonna just like I'm gonna just be straight up like I was pushing for three hours and nothing came of it I mean you could see, I guess you could see her hair like the top of her head that's it but she did not want to come out <coughs> but fuck like towards the end of my pushing session <laughs> like when I stopped pushing and I had to go the alternate route um I started feeling my fucking contractions again okay so first it started off as like I felt pain in my lower er, in my pip in my lower back and I told them that I told my doctor and the nurse and the nurse was like oh it's probably just because your baby's pushing on your hip or like the way your baby's situated and that's probably what the pain is coming from but I knew what that feeling felt like like I knew it was contraction pains because that's what I was having like a few hours before so I was like I didn't you know I didn't say shit I was like can I up the epidural a little bit because we need get epidural at least the type of epidural that I got like I was able to press a button and it would release more epidural medicine into my back so it would like make it stronger in case it started to wear off <clears throat> and she's like yeah well the nurse the nurse is like yeah but I don't think it's gonna help much and no it fucking didn't because you want to know why you want to know why it didn't help much because oh my god okay so the epidural it's hooked into another thing that's hooked to the IV or whatever I don't really know exactly but it's all hooked to but basically the epidural got unhooked from 
the cord in my back. So the cord that's connected to the medicine got unhooked from the cord that was connected to my back or the tube, whatever. And it wasn't delivering any epidural to me each time I pressed that button. So no wonder why it wasn't fucking working because it wasn't even connected. So my doctor, she was like, mind you, I like her. She's cool. <clears throat> but she was like, oh, it looks like it's unconnected. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't say that, but I was thinking that. Like, <clears throat> how the fuck did you guys not see that it was disconnected? Like, this whole time, these, like, who knows how long it's been disconnected. But at that point, I was feeling the 10 centimeter contractions they were so strong also by the way i should add they gave me pitocin <clears throat> i have to keep, keep clearing my fucking throat <laughs> but they gave me pitocin because um like when i was pushing they wanted me to push when i had a contraction and my contractions weren't um like close enough i guess so i got uh pitocin and for the people that don't know, don't know, Pitocin is given to women to help their contractions, um, you know, come closer together and more stronger. And it's usually used when you're getting induced. So my contractions were literally like every minute, if not every 30 seconds. And they would last like 30 seconds to a minute. And the pain past 10 beyond 10 <laughs> like I could not handle it so yeah by the time they noticed that the epidural wasn't even connected I was feeling the pitocin contractions and the pain scale was past 10 and I couldn't handle it like I literally like I was crying I'm not even gonna like cap I was crying um and I was fucking cussing because like I I didn't know how to manage my pain like I didn't know what to do and they weren't telling me exactly what to do. Like, my doctor or the nurse weren't really telling me shit, like, to help me manage the pain. Like, they weren't really telling me how to breathe either. Like, <clears throat> basically, they were saying, just keep breathing. But, you know, they weren't telling me, like, how to breathe. Like, oh, breathe in and breathe out. Like, you know, what some nurses do or what they're supposed to do. So, basically, I was sitting there laying there in pain freaking the fuck out and like basically having a panic attack with the way I was breathing because I was <laughs> my breathing was so erratic like I don't know how my baby was still <laughs> like receiving oxygen because it was so hard for me to like keep a steady breathing um but anyways so they call in the anesthesiologist because he wasn't in the hospital. He wasn't working anymore. So I had a way for him to come back in to, like, re-administer my epidural in my back. And that shit, I don't know where the fuck he lives or if he was sleeping. But it took him, like, I know it's not his fault either. But I'm just saying, like, it took him 45, like, I swear it took him, like, 45 to an hour. 45 minutes to an hour to come in and re like fix my epidural because the doctor and the nurse didn't know how to and they really didn't want to because they didn't know what they were doing and they didn't want to like 
you know fuck me up I guess <laughs> unless it just felt that long because of like how much pain I was in but yeah it took a fat minute for him to come in and that was like the worst hour of my life I swear and not only that but I was like also very worried about my baby because she was stuck down there like she wasn't coming out so her head was putting a ton of pressure down there on top of my contractions and I was just like oh my god like at that point I'm like no I'm not going through this again I'm never having another kid again I swear like it was just so much for me but and my doctor was like do you want to continue pushing or what or do you want to try you know the alternate route which is c-section and at that point you know i was just in so much pain i wasn't trying to keep i wasn't trying to do anything but get this baby out like right now so i was like nah just give me a c-section i don't care like i wasn't even scared like i just wanted her out and i wanted these contractions to be over with so after i got my epidural in she went and you know put in orders for a c-section and <clears throat> the s- surgical the surgery person whatever her name whatever they're called <laughs> um she wasn't in so she's on call so i had to wait for her to come in so after i got my epidural i was just chilling there for like maybe half hour to an hour before i ended up going into the theater room for my c-section but yeah so i had to fill out you know paperwork stating that if i die i can't sue the or my family can't sue the hospital or if something happens to my baby or if i get if i ended up needing a blood transfusion and i get hiv i can't sue the hospital (laughs) and you know that kind of blew me because it was like what do you mean like don't people check like people's blood to make sure they don't have hiv before they let them you know get their blood taken to be able to do transfusions (laughs) i don't know how that works but you know i was just signing off because i was i just wanted that baby out of me but yeah so i got wheeled down to the theater room and honestly i wasn't scared i was a little nervous because you know there's always a chance of dying in surgery and then on top of that i was gonna be awake for it (laughs) and i was like scared of like what if the um epidural or whatever the numbing shit don't work and i end up feeling all this so i was a little bit nervous but like i said i was just ready for the baby to come out or (laughs) the baby for my baby to come out so after i got in the theater room you know they laid me down they started getting everything prepped and when they started um they put the you know whatever scalpel or knife i don't know whatever sharp ass thing that they got to cut me open you know they put it on my stomach and they were like they started cutting me open (laughs) and they were like do you feel this and I felt it okay I didn't feel it like all the way but I didn't feel like I had enough epidural in me to where it felt numb 
so I kind of felt a little bit of pain so I'm like yeah I feel it so he upped my dosage and then after that I didn't really feel it anything um it was just a lot of pressure like you could feel them or I could feel them like cutting me open like pressure wise um and like it just felt like like a lot of tugging and moving shit around but once like once throughout the whole process um <coughs> it must have been when they were taking the baby out because why do I keep saying the baby <laughs> like it's not my baby it must have been when they were taking my baby out because um you know I heard them say like oh dang she's long or she's big or whatever like this is a tough baby to get out and then they must have been reaching way up there or something because all of a sudden like I felt a lot of tugging and then all of a sudden I couldn't breathe like at all like they were pressing down on I don't know what they were pressing down on but it pushed it literally pushed all the air out of my lungs and I could not breathe like I was literally like gasping for air and it was like that for like five seconds so so it wasn't like a long ass time but regardless that shit traumatized me because I could not breathe at all but after that my baby was out and yeah and then the anesthesiologist ended up sedating me he gave me whatever I don't know what the fuck he gave me but he just said he was gonna sedate me so I was like alright so he gave me that and then after like right after he put that shit in my IV like I just I could not keep my eyes open at all like it was so hard for me to keep my eyes open and honestly, I don't remember if I fell asleep or not, because um, I was still hearing, you know, them talk and stuff. But, like, everything, like, I just had no thoughts. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about nothing but my daughter, but, like, you know, I, I just wasn't thinking at all. Like, I had no thoughts, no thoughts were running through my brain, and, like, it was just hard for me to keep my eyes open. But I could still hear, like, everything. So, like, I don't know if I fell asleep or not. But I was I was calm, like, throughout the rest of the process, like, of them <clears throat> stapling me back up and, like, everything else. And then when my boyfriend or my baby dad brought, the, brought our baby to me, um, like, I tried looking at her. Like, I was able to for a little bit, but I just couldn't keep my eyes open, <laughs> like, that sedation like was really heavy on my eyes so yeah so then after that um my baby dad went with my baby to some other room while I was getting you know stitched and stapled up or whatever I got stapled so stapled up and then I got brought back to the labor and delivery room that I was staying in, um, and then I brought, and I got my baby brought to me a little bit after that, and throughout the rest of this day, you know, it was all right, um, I gotta take a drink of water, hold on, but fuck, the recovery, C-section recovery fucking sucks, the next morning, I, I don't know if you hear that noise, <laughs> that was my throat, but anyways, the next morning, it was so hard for me to get up out of bed it was so hard because I you don't know how often you use your abdomen muscles 
until you have a c-section because getting up requires you to use your ab muscles basically almost everything requires ab muscles so it was really painful for me to get up out of bed um and just doing everything (laughs) but at the hospital um they wanted me to like go poop and shit (laughs) and shit they wanted me to go poop and they wanted me to pee before i left or poop for sure before i left pee you know that's a given um but yeah that shit was painful i was so scared to poop though because like i didn't know if i'd have to push it out and you know pushing requires ab muscles too so i was like fuck like i didn't want to eat at all so i i didn't really eat anything like the day after um i gave birth i just had nibbles here and there because i knew i would have to poop eventually before i left the hospital so yeah so i went when i did i'm just talking about pooping what the fuck but when I did make my first bowel movement, like, it hurt, but it wasn't that bad, I guess. Um, but yeah, I was constipated for like a few weeks after I gave birth. But yeah, then I, you know, got discharged, went home, and uh, it's like it was the first few weeks being a new mom. For me, it was really difficult um, mentally and physically because I was still recovering from a C-section. So, like, everything was really painful for me still. Um, It was hard for me to get up out of bed, get up out of couch, um, get up off the toilet, um, picking up my baby, just doing, like, basic shit that everybody like that I take for granted that we all take for granted every day like it was really hard for me to do all that and then I'm like fuck I never know how much I take ordinary things for granted until now (laughs) because now it's like so painful to do anything and oh my god when I would like I had I would have put stuff in my throat and it would tickle my throat and it would cause me to like randomly cough like once or twice and oh my god that shit would burn like I would cough I would hurt and like my incision area would burn so like I always got scared like I thought it ripped open like every time I coughed I always thought like oh my god did my fucking incision rip open like <laughs> yeah it was like honestly it makes me not want to have another kid because i know that i would have to get another c-section and i don't know if i want to go through that again like getting from getting the epidural just because anxiety of like knowing you're not supposed to move when you get it and then the c-section and then the recovery like just all that shit and then not even that but especially all the shit that you go through postpartum like when you after you have a baby and your boobs fill up with milk that shit hurts so bad my boobs were so sore and one night i spent the night at my sister's and 
at the time I was pumping. I'm not pumping anymore. I'm strictly formula feeding. Um, but at the time I was pumping. <coughs> Excuse me. And I didn't bring my um my pumps with me. So I didn't pump that whole night. And when I woke up, oh my god. I could not like I I got woke up from the pain because my boobs hurt so bad. And this was at like five in the morning and I ended up having to take a hot shower to like try to relieve some pain, but it it barely worked. Like I could not touch my boobs at all. I couldn't lay down on my side. Like I had to lay straight on my back or something. But yeah, that was so painful. So like on top of like not even C-section, like just shit like that, that you got to deal with postpartum, especially like postpartum depression, baby blues, like just everything like it makes me not want to have a kid or be pregnant ever again and it's crazy because I was always that person growing up like even though um I never really watched babies growing up like I didn't babysit often or anything so I never really had experience with my baby like any babies until I had a baby but growing up I always wanted like a big family like I wanted four kids and I wanted them like close in age like two to three years apart because growing up I basically was an only child my siblings are all older than me my oldest sibling is 20 years older than me and my youngest like not youngest sibling but you know what I mean so I have a sibling (laughs) that's 20 years older than me and I have one that's 16 years older than me and one that's 14 years older than me so basically growing up it was just me in the house so I was just basically an only child my whole life. So that's what kind of made me want to have a big family because I didn't want like my kid to grow up feeling like only child because it did get lonely sometimes, you know, like seeing my friends have siblings their age and like being able to have someone to hang out with and play with all the time. But I had friends and cousins to make up for that. and you know nephews like my youngest or my oldest nephew is only four years younger than me so like growing up he was like my little brother so I would always you know hang out and play with him but anyways like all that shit that I dealt with going through like birth and shit like honestly I think I'm good on one kid for the rest of my life like I'm sorry dad (laughs) like I think you're just gonna have one grandchild (laughs) from me I don't know I say this now but maybe in the future like I might want to give her a sibling but if so that's not gonna be for a long ass time like I'm gonna wait till she's at least five years old because I don't want to deal with a toddler and a baby or like a three or four year old and a baby I want to wait till she's at least like started school before I have another kid and if I do that would be my last one like two max but right now I'm pretty set on just one but the reason why I say like I want to wait till she's like five is mainly because oh my gosh babies they require a lot of energy they require a lot of patience 
Um, and there's just a lot. Like, I knew this before, you know, having my baby, that it was going to be a lot of work and a lot of time, a lot of responsibility. Like, I knew all this. But, obviously, she wasn't here, so I didn't really get to really really know all that until after I had her and then like now I know because you know I experience it every day so props to you guys to you moms that have like two under two as they as they say (laughs) or even just like a toddler with a baby because Jesus Christ a baby one one kid is already enough for me <laughs> like I couldn't imagine having two that young like I'm crazy for wanting for like wanting to have four kids two years apart when I did but now it's like fuck no I'm good I'm good on that shit <laughs> like don't get me wrong babies are a blessing but I think some people are just some more more put out to be a mother than others are by that I mean like I feel like they would be more better at taking care of a lot of kids than some mothers are you know what I mean like I don't know if I'm making sense but I'm one of those mothers where I'm just good on having one kid because it's less stressful (laughs) that's what I mean by that but yeah yeah the last two months have been it's been a lot (laughs) and you know I'm not gonna lie like for the first probably three weeks after giving birth and it's but this wasn't like an everyday all day type thing but you know just sometimes I would get sad and you know I would find myself you know missing my old life I guess in a way and I just want to let you guys know that that's completely normal like if you're pregnant or if you're a new mom also and you're experiencing those type of feelings like you're sad and you're depressed because you're like mourning your old life and how things used to be and you're like just getting used to how like things are gonna be now like that's completely normal that's how I felt for like I would say the first month actually but now I'm almost tomorrow will be seven weeks since I had my baby and now I'm I'm pretty much I wouldn't say I'm pretty much like got totally got the hang of it but I'm getting there that's what I'm gonna say. Like that's all I'm gonna say. Like I'm getting there. I'm getting, you know, the ropes of being a mom. Learning the ropes of being a mom still, and <clears throat> it's just everything is better now than what it was like a month ago. Like mentally wise, and just you know how I do things, and yeah. 
but yeah i just wanted you guys let you guys know like if you're pregnant like you're not alone like don't be ashamed to like have those feelings because it's completely normal um but now i'm like i'm just happy that all this happened because this is the way it's supposed to happen you know i'm like a firm believer and everything happens for a reason and i believe my baby is here for a reason and she has like really changed me so i'm just grateful that i got the opportunity to be somebody's mother even though honestly before i got pregnant i never really wanted kids <laughs> but now that she's here i couldn't imagine my life without her but anyway, sorry if my voice is like a little <laughs> scratchy, sounds scratchy. It's because when I talk for like a long time, my voice gets all fucked up. It's annoying. I have to keep drinking water. Also, my advice to new moms, or if you're pregnant, um, for your hospital bag, honestly, you don't need much. Okay, because I overpacked hella. Like, I packed so much shit that I did not need. Because I looked on TikTok and I would, like, follow people's videos and see what they packed for their hospital bag. And I did the same shit. But honestly, the only thing that I used for my hospital bags, or the shit that I used that was in my hospital bag, um, you know, your hygiene shit, and then slides or slippers or whatever, and a change of clothes or two outfits or you know some shit like that but everything else that i brought with did not get touched at all and they just took up mad space for no reason so honestly you don't need much besides like your hygiene stuff like what i just told you <laughs> and then for the baby you know just a couple outfit changes because the hospital has everything um, you don't need to bring like diapers and wipes and shit like that. Like the hospital has everything you need. Basically, you just need like a going home outfit for your baby, and obviously the car seat. But yeah, that's my advice. Don't overpack. But I mean, you can if you want to. Do it. Do what you want. I don't care. But that's my advice. Also, it's kind of annoying um, when people would tell me you know rest when baby rests because it's like how the fuck am i supposed to get shit done like rest when baby rests like when i do that i can't get nothing done because when she's up i'm busy taking care of her you know what i mean but it is also crucial to get rest in so you don't have to rest every time when baby is resting but maybe like once throughout the day and take a nap for however long also more advice to you if you have a mom or a best friend or a sister or somebody you know ask if they could like help you out for like the first week or two like around the house like just help with the dishes or whatever because you're not gonna have time to do them and i promise you shit's gonna pile up fast and you're gonna feel like oh my god like i'm the dirtiest person ever because my house is getting dirty but it's like you really don't have time to do any of that like within like the first few weeks of giving birth like you honestly you're not gonna have time for shit so just try to get help you know don't be afraid to ask someone for help um 
and I was lucky enough to have a mom that I didn't have to ask for help. She just did it. So, yeah. So, anyways, this is already going on 47 minutes. Jesus Christ. I figured this is going to be a long, though, because I had a lot of shit that I wanted to talk about. And I think I covered mostly everything. Um, but yeah, um, seven weeks tomorrow, my baby's going to be seven weeks old already. That's crazy. But yeah, that's my whole birthing experience. Like I said, I don't think I'll be having a kid again. (laughs) It's probably going to be my only baby for the rest of my life, but that's okay. She'll be my best friend. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for today's episode. I'm not, this isn't really like a normal, quote unquote normal episode. So I'm not gonna end it with like a song of the week or questions or shit like that. Like, I'm just gonna end it here. And then, um, I should, I should be starting to get in the groove of putting out an episode every week or two. Again, I wanna shoot for every week. But it might have to be every other week. I'm not sure exactly. But hopefully I'm able to have time to record another episode for next week. So thank you for listening if you made it this far. Um, And I'm sorry for the long ass break I had between episodes. <laughs> hopefully it won't happen again. But I got a new job. Oh, by the way, I'm a delivery driver, pizza delivery driver for Casey's. So order a pizza if you're from Granny and tip me 20 bucks too, bitch. (laughs) Just kidding. Nah, but I did get a job there. I start June 6th, so that's cool. I need money. And I'll be door dashing on the side too. So I just love the job with tips. (laughs) But yeah, so once I start those jobs, you know. I'm definitely not going to have as much time anymore as I do right now. Like, free time. Um, But, yeah, like I said, I'll try to get episodes out every week. If not, for sure, every other week. But if you made, like I said, (laughs) I keep repeating myself. Pregnancy brain, I still got that. Um, But thank you for listening if you made it this far. And tune in for next episode. I was going to say next week's episode, but I can't promise you it's going to be next week. (laughs) But tune in to the next episode. And yeah, peace out.